everybody and welcome back to the two pros podcast tonight we're going to be talking about technology joe how are you yeah good thank you yourself yeah really good mate thank you it's nice i, I forgot to mention this to you it's nice to see other po- pros out there hopefully looking at our podcast and doing their own podcast i've seen a few guys up at kind of drayton parkway and great great bar doing their own podcast so hope we've inspired a few people to to pick up the mic and, and give it a go yeah certainly there's there's plenty of things to talk about everybody's got different views so i hope that everyone can provide people with those different viewpoints yeah definitely and and tonight just to give everybody a little bit of a brief what we're going to talk about we're going to split the the, the kind of podcast into into four areas we're going to touch on launch monitors. We're going to touch on in-club devices. We're going to look at some putting and short game support as well, and then look at some kind of additional tech. We're going to look at it from a very much kind of affordability factor. And for the recreational golfer, we know there's lots of people out there. and They, they see the orange box of Trackman. They see GC quads. They see all the pros on tour with these kind of devices. But we're going to talk about personal units and things that you can potentially afford and, and practice and use either in your garden at the driving range on the golf course. What are your first thoughts on this, Joe? Is this going to be something that we're going to see a lot more frequently of in the next few years, people with their own personal devices that are going to take to the range? Um, I hope so. Um, I think the, the thing is, as we've started to see with kind of tour to consumer golf brands, it's very expensive. It's very new when it's on tour. So, you're going to be paying a lot of money for something when you're out there. Then it kind of filters down and they find it ways to package it better or to get it out cheaper. Mm-hmm. So something that everybody could have. And I think there's, there's parts of this. We started to see with kind of the range finders mm-hmm. that people would start to take to the course. Now, probably most people have got, they either went for a watch originally, a unit, and now there's even apps on the phone that I know there's certain apps that are like, under £20 for a year's subscription. Mm-hmm. So that that information is at somebody's fingertips now. And I think that's really important to have to help people improve the game. Yeah, exactly. We're going to kick off and talk about launch monitors. We're going to try and keep the price point pretty much under £500 or £530, really. So we're going to kick off the first one. And this is the, the kind of the most expensive. This is a, a Rapsodo um, mobile launch monitor. And this kind of sits in a little cradle. You use your mobile phone for it. Joe, what are your first thoughts about it? Um, I like it in terms of, once again, accessibility. It's on the phone. It's something really easy to kind of get hold of. It's at your fingertips. So the other thing I like, when when you look at kind of your track manager flight scopes, they're big, bulky items. So it's something that you wouldn't be able to shift around the golf course with you. Mm -hmm. If you are playing a couple of balls on a summer evening, you can stick it down really quickly and have all the information you need at your fingertips. And I think that's a really good place to start with. Mm, yeah, and for, again, for £529 kind of retail, various sites may, may alter. I don't think it's a bad price point for this kind of unit because it gives you it gives you everything that you need. Your, your ball flight, it gives you your average dispersion, your trajectory. And what I like about it, they, they state that distance accuracy is within with 2.5% of track line. So for a it's kind solid of, numbers. And for two and a half percent of the cost that it does to um, purchase Trapman, it's it's not a bad investment if you're looking at a launch monitor. Yeah, hundred percent. Like like you say, there we're trying to find things to put in people's hands, and we can't. Okay, Trapman, your GC quads, your flight scopes are fantastic. We're not going to sit here and decry that for a second. 
but we're looking at something that everybody can have. Mm-hmm. And I feel with, with a couple of months of savings, you could be able to purchase a few of these. And I think, as we discussed probably, I think it was last week about wedge gapping. Mm-hmm. It's great having your wedges gapped, but if you can do that every couple of months, you can start to develop that knowledge very, very well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And what I'd encourage everybody to do, we're just going to touch on these range uh, range finders, the in, in um, club devices and the launch monitors tonight. So please kind of go away and do more research. There's some great reviews out there by other, other kind of influencers and people out there on the market. So please go and check them out to more detail because we're just going to touch on the on the facts tonight. The next one we're going to touch on is um, a, a device called PRGR. It's the, uh, a pocket golf launch monitor and it's under 200 quid. Um, again, with a lot of these things, I think we need to get in hand and test it personally to, to kind of give it some validity. But for £189.99, I don't think that's a bad price at all. It's a little black box. It gives you just the data. It gives you just numbers pretty much. What do you think, Joe? Um, I think it's good. I think, once again, like you say, the price point is the big thing behind this. I think one thing you do see as you go up the price points, you start to see more features in them. Mm. But for me, the big starting point for most people is to know how far you are hitting certain shots and that that's the essence of what we're trying to provide with this so even if it's numbers there's obviously your top end brands you can go and play courses on but people may not necessarily see the the value in that Mm -hmm. i know from launch monitors i've used in the past i'm more bothered about the carry distance than i am playing a course so if you can put the numbers straight into your hand like that for a, a fraction of the price of anything pretty much on the market then it's going to be a great shout to have a look at and just to have, like you say, that basic bit of an idea of your numbers on a range session or out the course. Yeah, and it just it just gives you basics. That what I like about it, it stores 500 swings, so 500 shots it stores in the device, which is very clever. Um, and again, it gives you club head speed, and then you can use it in other sports. So if you play multiple sports, you play tennis, you play baseball, you can measure distance, you can measure trajectory, you can measure the, the, the club speed or the head speed of the racket with this device as well. So it's got a bit of a multiple use and football or soccer for our American viewers and, and hockey as well. Yeah, I think that that's somewhere that I think is missing within the market is kind of a multi-sport device. Yeah. And I think that from their perspective of a brand opens up the sporting world, really. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opportunity with many different sports out there to to kind of give people the full range. Yeah. Exactly. So I think that that's a really good idea of theirs. Uh, next one we're going to cover launch monitor wise is, is a voice caddy. So this is a swing caddy SC300. And, and this gives you a lot of data. As you said, price point kind of dictates more data, more information. So with the Rapsodo, with the voice caddy now, and then we're going to talk about another device in a minute. They're both in the kind of 450 mark, 500, 530, and there's more features. So with this one, you get distance measurement, smash factor, total carry, launch angle, swing speed, uh, uh, apex in terms of, of, of your, your peak heights, and then ball speed as well. So you, you get a lot of data here. It, it's certainly an advantage to have that, I think. Um, mm-hmm. Once again, some something that I'm always conscious about with launch monitors is buy something that suits your needs. Mm-hmm. So if this is the first one, that you're ever going to go out and buy and you just want to know carry numbers, don't buy a launch monitor that you can go and play a course on. 
because you won't use it. It will cost you a lot more than you need to pay. Mm. So find that kind of right area. And I think for a lot of people, if they can be correctly educated, if you're having lessons with a pro that's talking about angle of attack, peak heights, and you getting quite serious about your practice, then that's something I would like to see people using. Mm -hmm. But if it is just a case of, like we've said, carry distances, then you can go lower down that. And it's very much a spectrum of what you can, what you can use. Yeah, I totally agree. I think something the next one we're going to talk about, something we both had, you've got it behind you there. I purchased this when I first started kind of thinking more, I wanted more out of my coaching to give my clients more of an offering. And this had the best reviews that that I searched around for. I know these devices that we've talked about tonight, a few have come out since the the kind of the flight scope Mevo. But now I think that this is just a little neat device and I know I, I don't want to do it to disjustice, but the only disadvantage I said it is it's so small, you, you could easily tread on it in a, in a rain session or your client could tread on it. That's the only thing I'd say. It's so small. It's behind you, Joe, there. It's about as big it as a certainly matchbox. Is. Yeah, we've, we've got, I mean, palm, palm of hand to, to that. It is literally the size of the palm of your hand, um, probably two golf balls width. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't lie, this has been an absolute lifesaver for me, personally and professionally. Um, being more orientated to short game coaching mm-hmm. and putting, I haven't got that kind of need for the top end of simulators. Mm-hmm. As where this is something that it was affordable and you can chuck it down on the range, on the course if you're doing lessons. And it's a radar launch monitor. It's as much as you can ask for. Mm. And for me, really solidly built, really easy to pair to your phone, to your iPad, whatever you're using. And it's so it just simplifies the numbers down. Once again, there's no kind of course play on it. It gives you very much the numbers of the shot. Mm. But on the range, if you're seeing the flights, it's absolutely fine. Yeah. Um, I also like with this, I think it's important to kind of suggest that they admit that on a normal golf ball, this doesn't pick up your spin rates quite as accurately as others. So they actually send you the little metal dots to make sure that it does pick spin up efficiently. And I think that's really good. It needs to admit its weaknesses at some point because the question then comes, well, what's the difference between a 30 grand track man and a 500 pound Mevo? Well, there's your answer. And they've provided you with something to fix it. Yeah. So I've got a lot of respect for that from the brand for admitting that. And I think this is something that I'm surprised Foresight haven't done. I'm surprised Trackman haven't done. have almost brought minier versions out of their kind of premium product. So the, the, other, the other brands, the Foresight's this world, the Trackman's of this world, they've just got their main units. Whereas Flightscope have got their main units, their premium kind of 10 grand up devices but then they've got the Mevo Plus and now they've got the mini Mevo that you've got there. I just think, again, it's that affordability factor for golfers out there that they can they can afford this kind of technology. Yeah, 100%. I mean, we're, we're not foolish enough to think that everybody's got minimum of kind of 10 grand in the back pocket dying to spend on a launch monitor because mm. that just isn't realistic. The companies are realistically targeting PGA Pros, ranges, fitters that's, that will use it every single day to make money off. Mm. It's where these kind of personal products with a name to them. I I personally bought that because I know the name of Flightscope. Mm-hmm. So I think if there was a Trackman Mini, a GC something, mm. 
it would be a very, very good idea to get these out and to get them into people's hands because it also strengthens the brand. If mm. you look at launch monitors, let's throw in the Mevo Plus, and I believe that's about 2,500, is it? Yeah, pretty at much. Top yeah. end. If you put that in lower than that, realistically, Flightscope dominates the market mm-hmm. because it's got the name to it and it's got a good reputation. Once again, the, the Plus compared to the Mevo, you've got that availability to play the courses on. You can actually see the range in the ball flight mm-hmm. that if you're quite net orientated, then that's going to be really good for you. If it's a back garden kind of thing, fantastic. But if you're out on the course and on the range, I think the Mevo provides the numbers to the ball flight you can see. So I, yeah. I really like it. And, and just probably people are out there who may be thinking, I've, I haven't got £500 or I haven't got £190 to spend on a launch monitor because I don't know how it's going to benefit me. How is it going to benefit people out there, Joe? What are the ultimate benefits of having a launch monitor? So as, as we mentioned, that first one is you've got a gap in session at your fingertips. And I think that's a really important thing to to kind of have as a basic. You've got to know how far you're hitting your clubs. Mm-hmm. The amount of people, I've said it in podcasts before, that we had in a fitting go, oh, how far did you hit your seven iron? Oh, 180 yards. Well, mm-hmm we know you're going to leave that disappointed because you don't. I've not seen many people that do hit that ball that far. So you get the bonus of the own education to your game. And when you've got that, you can set much more realistic goals to your game. And I think it also develops your understanding of the game itself and the physics that are there. So you can start to play about with wedges to create more backspin, what takes backspin off. And even if it's just for your wedges, for your kind of, knee-high, hip-high, shoulder-high, full swing, you will develop so much knowledge in your own game that it's fantastic. And you can do like kind of Dustin Johnson did a few years ago, where you can just dial in those wedges that you know are waist-height, 60-degree wedge is going to go 50 yards or 51 yards or 52 yards. You're not guessing. I think this, this for me, with a lot of clients I use the Mevo with, they took the guesswork out of play because they weren't trying to force a club. They were just hitting the true distance of the golf club because they knew how far it went. A hundred percent. It's one of my favourite sayings for another pro of why, why guess when you can measure. And I think that is such a valuable thing when you talk about tech is that's exactly what it gives you. It mm-hmm. gives you a hundred percent assurance. This is exactly how far you hit it. Yeah. And it, like you say, most people I know will, 106 yards will very quickly become 110 because you round it up. Mm-hmm. But if you're realistically looking at it and honest with yourself, your game will improve so much. It really will. Yeah. And I think, again, moving on to the kind of in-club devices now, these are either plugins or built into the golf club itself, the actual butt end of the golf club. Um, and these are less of a price point, Joe, if that makes sense. So if people haven't got the, the yeah. 500, the 450, the 190 even, you can you can jump down to these two systems that we're going to talk about now. And, and the first one's Arcos. They've been around a long time, haven't they? <clears throat> yeah, they, they seem to have been. I love the fact that they're becoming probably more popular in the last year than they have been in probably the last 10 beforehand. We're seeing them go into a lot of clubs as a standard thing now. So obviously Cobra started that when they put Mm. in Cobra Connect that was Arcos. But now even Ping have started to throw them in into the G425s. And I think that that shows how far we've come. 
from three seasons ago, we had rubber grips on, and now there's all the tech loaded into a grip that comes as standard. Yeah. All you've got to do is download an app, and you've got all that information at your fingertips. Yeah, and it's going to give you pretty much, I wouldn't say everything the launch monitor is going to give you, but it's going to give you pretty a lot of good stats. And, and more importantly, it's going to be, these are more course management tools. So the ARCOS is going to tell you if you're short, you're long, it's going to average your kind of distance of your golf clubs, it's going to do your scoring for you, do a bit of GPS as well for you, which of course will help you no end. Yeah, I think that you've just hit the nail on the head there. The launch monitors give you specific numbers about ball flights and your swing. The in-club versions give you the information on your game as a whole. So you start to see which sides you miss your fairways, mm-hmm. where you miss your greens. And I had a great example of this the other day. I um, was in a fitting on a fitting day and introduced a client to the fitter. And the first question for the fitter will always ask is, oh, what's your ball flight? Now, if you don't really know the answer to that question, it makes the fitter's life hard. Mm-hmm. This guy has been using, I think he uses game golf. Mm-hmm. And he went, right, OK, I hit 60% of my fairways, 10% I miss left, 20-odd percent I miss right. Straight away, the fitter knows exactly what he's working with. He knows what he's got to be careful of. He knows what he's got to improve. He knows what he's got to maintain because this guy hits fairways. So it gives the fitter such an in-depth idea. But that's because the guy knows his game from kind of the in-club tech that he's got. Yeah. And if you haven't got Cobra, you haven't got Ping, you can just purchase our cost as well. It's 169 quid for the little club sensors that go into the bottom of your golf clubs, the butt end of your golf clubs. They're not invasive. They don't kind of stand out in any way in terms of your, your golf swing will put you off. They're quite kind of, they fit in nice, a nice plug. You're not going to lose them either. They're not going to damage. Um, but again, give you all the data you need. Joe just mentioned there something I've got and Joe's had before um, is game golf. I used it when I was coming down from nine down to three. And I used it, as Joe talked about earlier, with course management, course strategy, because it, it really helped. Two similar kind of products. I think it's one of those of it's similar to like a GC quad, a, a foresight or a trackman. You're either Arcos or you're either game golf. But it's whatever your preference is. They're both amazing products. It's what your preference is. You'll pay a little bit more for, it, for, for game golf or the new game golf pro is £300, but you can get lesser game golf versions for a lot less money. Like on eBay, you could pick them up for under £100 now, the first unit, and it'll work fine for you. Yeah, I think that's the thing as well, is I, I wouldn't suggest somebody going straight away whole hog with it. If, if you see something that you go, yes, I know 110%, I want that, I'm going to use it, I'm Mm. going to maximise it, then brilliant. If not, hop onto eBay, have a look for that first version of kind of game golf. And I think it comes in at something like 50 to 70 pounds for probably Mm. a a decent pre-owned one, that you'll be able to get that information at your fingertips. If you then, within a couple of rounds, go, I want a bit more, then you can move up. But I wouldn't dive straight to the most expensive one because it might have features that you you just don't need yeah yeah. but i'm I'm a massive advocate for this because it's easy it's something that can reveal a great number of details in your game Mm -hmm. that then i mean uh, we look at this in a slightly different mentality of the strokes gained system on tour and i heard a couple of good coaches talk the other day about a player that recruited a coach for his putting and his short game And he went over these stats on, well, actually, it's your driver that's costing you. Mm. And I think that's what 
then gives you the idea you might be going to your coach saying oh i need to get better at the irons i can't get it on the green out the rough mm. when actually if if you look at it you're missing fairways that's putting you in trouble your iron game's solid you're just putting yourself out of position yeah. so it adds that knowledge and allows you to work on what you need to work on not what you think you need to work on yeah i like that joe and the beauty of this one as well it's got kind of gps shot tracking in there designed to help you with with, with short kind of shooting lower scores so it kind of almost like a little virtual caddy gives you some coaching points and, and tips in terms of your game analysis as well because you plug it either into the ipad into the ipad or you can you can connect it to the pc and get real real raw data and then you can post it to social and all the rest of it around so there's really good functionality there as well I know it'd be a miss of me if we didn't have you on, Joe, with it being a short game and putting specialist, and you didn't talk kind of putting and short game tech. What have you got for me? Uh, quite a lot as of today. Um, I was crossing the fingers that this had arrived. Um, I've been a, a Sam Putt Lab kind of coach for quite a while now. Um, and I think it's really important. We'll go back to the kind of saying of why gas when you can measure. And when we look at putting, a degree can mean the world it, it really can either make or break your putting and i've seen a lot of players improve by just adjusting a degree so putt lab was something i acquired it gives you basically 28 parameters on your putting to kind of refine and to use so we've done a lot of work with that with a lot of clients and it, it's a very very good system um but today we finally picked up another piece of kit called capto mm -hmm. so very once again goes into that very small kind of size of training aid and i mean it, that's the entire size mm. of the box that seems absolutely ludicrous when i've been carrying basically a large briefcase around with all the data and a laptop mm. so this links to your phone your ipad and i absolutely love it i'm i'm very very impressed with it it gives you a lot of really revealing figures so i think this gives you 16 but includes the others that kind of put lab looped into. So it's combined a few to give you a more detailed analysis of your game. Mm. Also provides you 3D monitoring that I really like. I think it's really important for any training aid to show somebody. So in terms of tech, you've got to be able to see it. And there's nothing I love more than kind of sending this across to the TV. You've got it right in front of you. So the client can see what's going on. You can see what's going on because we don't kind of hide any information when we're coaching. I would much rather somebody see it to understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I mean, when you look at this, it's not invasive at all. That's the entire size of the unit that once again, I hope it doesn't fall off kind of the so potter because you should so be looking in between the glades of grass for it. So to be honest, but for people who are listening, it's, it's probably the size of two double A batteries pushed together. Yeah. Similar kind of size yeah. fits on the fits on the potter shaft. And, and this for everybody out there as well this is yes it's available technology but for me i'd rather you save your money and go see joe and i'm not just saying that because he's a friend and he's a fellow colleague but he's got probably 10 grand's worth of gear there at his fingertips go and see him go and go and get yourself a putting short game lesson and let joe kind of wow you with the technology that you've got yeah i think the the interesting thing with all of this is it's great to kind of pitch that but the idea is that if you're going to have this information, you've got to know how to use it because there's a lot of stuff, even me now as a putting coach of kind of two years has looked at and gone, wow, okay, we've got to make sense of this. Mm. 
And I always fear kind of people buying something going, oh, wow, it'll do this for my game. And then it kind of sits in a drawer. And I'd hate to think that somebody had wasted that kind of money when, like you say, for a top up for an analysis, they can nip in, have a quick half hour, hour session Mm -hmm. and leave knowing that the game's in good shape. And I think the other thing with all of this is don't get too tied into the numbers. Mm-hmm. So I went through a stage like yourself where you start to come down, your handicap tumbles, and you're looking for these perfect numbers. And it can be a dangerous place to be. You need to focus on that ball flight. And once again, especially me with a, a kind of putting sense, if the ball goes in the hole, don't worry. Yeah. don't start picking a whole putt apart because it's half a degree out of what you want mm-hmm. and I think that's the that's one thing I do quite like with Capto is it adjusts so there's a beginner kind of advanced and a pro version so what it does it tightens those tolerances in so at first you'll be looking maybe two degrees is good and then as you get better you dial that down so when you have that initial kind of consultation with a client you're saying, right, okay, where are you now? How many putts are you hitting? If you've got the in-club data to come to me and say, right, I hit 38 putts around, I miss them short, and I usually miss them right, we've got a phenomenal platform to start improving your game from with that. Yeah, and what I like about, from I've seen it from another colleague who's got a cap toe, is that it just it looks simple in terms of the, the it looks, I can't, not, not so I want to say simple, but um, digestible. So you can look at the information and go, I, I get that. Because I know with a lot of these launch monitors, with a lot of just the, the kind of factual numbers, you've got to go away and do some homework. So, again, if anybody out there is going to buy a launch monitor, is going to buy some kit, go away and do your homework. Find out what the data means. Because smash factor, it's a, it's a kind of term that's banded around. But people just see a number. They don't understand what the actual number means. So go away and do your homework before you purchase any of this kind of kit. Yeah, 100%. I think this is almost like the kind of bounce and grind on wedges. People throw it around, they don't fully understand it, know what it means, or they might, but they don't know how it affects the game. Mm -hmm. You look at angle of attack, you look at spin loft, great, we could talk for days about it, but if you don't understand it, you can't capitalise on it. And I think the other thing, if you are looking at something like this and looking at either a launch monitor or something like that, go and talk to your pro. Go and have a conversation with them because they are all trained in stuff that we all study in our PGA degree and go and have a conversation with them to say, right, what are the numbers you would like to see in my game? If they're teaching you, then that makes their life even easier if you can go away and practice exactly what they've told you mm-hmm. and achieve those results. Yeah. For me, if you struggle with your your kind of understanding distances, get yourself a launch monitor. If you are really poor on course management, get yourself a, a kind of plug-in unit, an in-game, in-grip unit just to help you that course management. And then if you, you really, your short game is falling to bits and you really need some support with short game, have a look at Capto. It's probably the most portable one out there, Joe, which, correct me if I'm wrong. Oh, by an absolute else. mile. No, nothing, mm-hmm. nothing's like this. I mean, like I say, I've seen this for the first time today and I'm just stunned at how easy it is. Um, the once again, the only thing I'd be conscious of when you're looking at a kind of putting lesson, I would seeing what this can do. I, I wouldn't go to somebody that hasn't got a measurement device mm-hmm. because I think there's a lot of things that can be misleading. 90% of lessons I've seen without kind of the kit, people work on path. 
and it's only probably 10 to 15 percent at very most influential on distance and if you're going to hold a putt or not Mm -hmm. the rest of it is stuff that the naked eye really struggles to see so it's important to get the data that you need and if that requires a little bit more money then i would seriously suggest going and paying it because a lot of these guys as well won't want to see you then for six months they'll give you the drills to do you'll have the checkpoints to know if it's going in and then you go back to them when you want to step it up yeah yeah, great and i think just a miss of us not to talk about other technology as well but there's a lot more mainstream now such as range finders gps watches uh, again measuring devices so important if you haven't got one at home before you do anything in terms of looking at this bigger kit and greater money cost equipment get yourself something that can measure your distance for you do not rely on 150 markers on the golf course because probably 80 percent of them out there are wrong I don't, I don't mean probably trust the ones where you go to resort courses, which hold tournaments, which have got sprinkler heads with exact numbers on. Don't trust just mainstream 100, yard, 100 yards, 200 yards, 150s. No, I think the issue is, like you say, depending on where you go, I know a lot of courses will put the 150s, the 100s to the middle of the green, to the front yeah. of the green, to the back. So your course might be to the front and you're used to hitting something that little bit further and then you're going to step on a course that goes to the back you're going to fly everything long i think getting an accurate number is really really important as a starting point because you'll learn more about your game than going oh i've hit seven iron there it's gone long and then reining it back to an eight iron and that's the the very basic kind of education that i think a lot of players need yeah, if you struggle with the kind of, because the lasers I know are difficult to manage, I struggle myself to kind of hone on the pin with the laser or the, the, the kind of aim point that you're aiming for. Um, but if, if, if that's something of difficulty, get yourself something that either can read it for you, front, middle and back, and you can look at the number and it gives you a guesstimate. But I think if you're really looking for pinpoint accuracy, get two hands on the laser and really focus on that target and, and get yourself on, on the flag, on the target you want to go to. Yeah, I mean, if if we take one thing away from this, if that's something you haven't got at the moment in terms of distance finding, I would look up on the App Store. If you've got a smartphone, hop straight to get um, Golf Shot, it is. And I think I pay £18 a year to have that rolling over, so it's got all the pro features. And that gives you your distances and your stat keeping, as well as a scorecard. So it's kind of the three and one in the pocket. If you've got a trolley mount to kind of put your phone on, even better because you'll have it sitting in front of you and you can turn your trolley into a GPS trolley for a fraction of the price. Does it drain the battery, it's, Joe? Is it all right? Uh, not, not particularly as I've seen. Um, I think be sensible with it. Um, a lot of these trolleys as well now have got U, uh, USB spots mm-hmm. in them so you can keep the phone on charge all the time. I'd just obviously be a little bit cautious with it so I wouldn't go and pop it on when you're on 5% and expect mm-hmm. the full round. Um, but yeah, no, it, it's a very well designed app. It's all photoed to your course as well, so it's actually mapped out. It for me, it's the best starting point you can get to understand about your game, and I think that's an important one to to have. Yeah, it's cheap. But that eighteen pound a year, it's nothing, is it? I, I think it is. It, it may, I mean, if you're looking at the top features, may go up to thirty, but it's one. Even then, it's not your five hundred pound. It's something you can invest in. And once again, that's a great starting point to go, yeah, I'm using this loads. I like the information it gives me. Now it's time for the next step of 
this is what I need, this is what I get. Mm. And I think that's a great introduction. Yeah. Um, but there's there's a lot of phenomenal tech coming out in the golf world at the moment that mm. it just amazes me how quickly it's moving from club tech to actually usable tech to wearable tech. We're seeing a lot of 3D biomechanics come in now. Yeah. And and you, yeah, you, you, you kind of think as bands are going further, aren't they, with whoop and stuff like that when it tells you when you should train, when you should rest. And I know everybody now because of COVID on the PJ Tour has to wear a whoop just to monitor their, their kind of their temperature and everything else that the, the, the device does. So, yeah, I think wearables technology is, is going to be more prevalent in golf and, and something I think is going to be the next five to 10 years. We're already seeing it on the market, but it's very, very costly, is golf ball technology. And I'm not meaning about golf ball technology of the kind of distance and spin and all the rest. It's actually putting a chip inside the golf ball and you're getting all this data that we're talking about tonight actually from your golf ball to your phone. Yeah, I mean, it seems almost crazy to think that that's a, a thing. Um, we started to see it in kind of range software mm-hmm. at places like your Top Golf, some places like that. That I think it's very interesting to see what that can give. If you can get all of your kind of ball data off a, a chip, then who knows? Um, I did say just before hopping on here, though, I'd, I'd hate to be standing on the first tee with a new box them and top one into the water. Um, I think that could be quite painful to the bank balance. But the good news is, if they've got chips in them, at least you'd know where they were. Go and find it. Go and wade in. Yeah, you, so you, go track you'd know the pond it was in. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, but I, it's been a running joke, hasn't it? If only they'd got, got something that shouted where it was or had legs to walk back to the fairway. But if you can find your golf ball, then that's half the battle. Yeah, exactly. But they are costly. So there's a company out there called Shot Genius who are kind of developing these in-chip golf balls uh, and they range from $40, so around about £40, £50, to $80. And that's for four golf balls and the price point comes at different layers. So your two-piece golf ball, your three-piece golf ball, your four-piece more premium golf ball, that's your $80. But $80, Joe, for four golf balls, that is crazy. Um, you see, I'm on the fence about this. I, I find this quite an interesting topic to go into because if you've got a golf ball that let's say it has the GPS function on that you can find and it's pinpoint enough to guarantee you'll find it every time, bar water, then is it worth that £80? I mean, we see a lot of people paying £40 plus for a box of 12 and they usually come back with half of them after a round. So does it weigh up to, to what it's worth if you'll find it nine times out of 10, especially in winter? That could be a massive money saver. You might need a spade to go and dig it out of its plug mark, but I'm sure you'd be able to locate it nine times out of ten. Again, for another one that I'd be concerned about with these balls, though, is, is if you cut them up. If they're kind of scuffed and you cut them up, how, how, how many rounds are you actually going to get around with them? Yeah, that, that's what we see with tech, though, isn't it? We, we start mm. to see something comes out, it gets developed, and eventually you find a ball that you can put a new chip in and replace the cover. Who knows where it's going to go? There's there's endless possibilities for it. But somebody's gone out there and thought the idea. It might be something in five years we're looking silly because it never took off. It was never something that was going to work. But it in 10 years, everybody could be using it. So it's it's something that catches the eye. I think you heard it here first, people. I, think, I, I really do think it's something that we haven't explored yet. 
if Top Golf could do it from day one in Watford and Chigwell, if they can put a chip in a golf ball, it reads the data for you. Why can't we see it in mainstream premium golf balls? Yeah, I mean, the, the other thing to bear in mind with this is it may not necessarily make it to course golf, but it might end up in most range balls. I mean, talk about range technology. You look at the likes of Top Tracer range and things like that. Um, I believe Awesome Golf do a range feature as well. Yeah, There's yeah. loads of this mm-hmm. now. If a chip comes into a ball and gives you mega accurate feedback on your range sessions, then even better. There's there's mm. data out there and there's places to improve that isn't just on the course your personal use. Yeah, yeah. Just to kind of give people a few kind of takeaways from tonight, Joe. What would be what would be your key message about what we talked about in terms of technology tonight? Um, speak to your pro before you invest. Um, most pros will quite openly tell you because if they coach you and you've got a good relationship with your pro, they will have kind of preferences on what they use. They'll have feedback on what to get. Mm -hmm. And I think they'll also give you the information on what you need to look for rather than just diving into the first thing that seems okay. And you end up not being happy with it or not getting the most out of it and therefore not getting the value for money. Yeah. I think with everything we've talked about tonight, we split them into three areas or, or a couple of areas really because it's whatever's important to your game. What are you going to get the most value out of? And I think everybody out there, the first point of call should be a an app or a GPS watch or a range finder. So people, if you haven't got one, go and understand how far you've got to travel in terms of that golf ball needs to go more accurately. The, the amount of golfers I've played with, a very good friend of mine, it's hilarious. He, he didn't have one for about four or five years. And every shot, he goes, sit, sit, sit. He thought he was hitting everything big, everything. Nine times out of ten was coming up short. But he hadn't got a clue mm. of how far the ball was going. I think that that's the, almost the perfect one, isn't it? Know how far you've got to hit it. Know how far you actually hit it. Mm-hmm. Know the stats behind where you hit it. And that's almost that perfect triangle that's going to improve your golf the fastest. Yeah, I love it. Hey, everybody, thank you so much for listening. Thank you, everybody out there, for the feedback and for watching as well. Really enjoyed tonight. Thank you, Joe, for your time. It's a pleasure as always. And next week, we're going to be taking you on a training aid journey. Me and Joe are training aid ad- just ad- addicts. We love a training aid because we're PJ pros. <laughs> and we want to fill our golf bags full of... Um, gadgets and gizmos like Mary Poppins' bag. So we're going to touch on some of our kind of favourite training aids, some training aids that can help you in your game at home as well, but then when you get back out into the golf course. Thanks, everybody, for watching, for listening, and we'll see you again soon. Speak to you soon, guys.